You're 38. <laughs> you start playing football when you're 29. You play in a charity match for a reason that's absolutely wonderful. And you just took, took this poor bloke out. And I apologised straight away. And I actually wanted to book myself. I was like, <laughs> ref, just give me it. And it's like, what are you book doing? Myself. I looked across. And at that point, Crystal actually took Etta away and just said, I ain't watching this anymore. Like, wandered off and like... Welcome along, everybody. Here we are. This is the Still Parents podcast. We are live. It is Sunday night. We are down at the Mill Street Studios in Leamington Spa. My name is Dan Kelly. Evening, Ryan. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you, Daniel. Matt Whitehouse. I'm fine, apart from waving at some random bald fella I thought was you in the street. I was. I literally. I was giving it everything. I was like. Hi, hi, like proper waving and everything. I was walking towards yeah. the studios yeah. and just saw a bald fellow. And he, he was walking towards Mill Street. I saw someone in the supermarket the other day with a scab on her knee. I went, hello. Yeah. Ah, see? <laughs> see? Nathan wanted to be Matt this morning, didn't you, Nathan? Hanging over the edge of the canal this morning. I had a nice little 10k jaunt and uh, all of a sudden... A 10k what? A little 10k jaunt. I thought you said oh, something well, else then. I did as well. What do you yeah. think I said? No. That will get you years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good little run, and then all of a sudden, me, me, me footing went. I was almost in, in the canal. So just just uh, just survive, but no scabs though. I had a shower, no scabs. Happy days. That, that was um, that's Nathan, by the way, Nathan Ellis, who's been a uh, well, he's been a guest actually. I think it was at the very first episode of series three, and has, has featured on a few times since. Our, um, our special guest we've got tonight joining us via Zoom is Ollie Monk from Angels United, who we'll explain all about in a moment or two. Ollie, can you hear us loud and clear? Loud and clear. Thanks for having me on. So whereabouts are you, first of all? Salford in Manchester. Ryan, could you tell us a little bit about um, Ollie and, and, and your relationship with him and, and how he's come to be on the on the show tonight with us, the Still Parents podcast? I've only just, sorry, I've, I've just noticed that Matt is drinking out of a Beaver Town pint glass. Nathan's. That pint glass is ace. <laughs> Which is a good pint glass. What's Beavertown? Anyway, yeah, so last year we were no, playing no, football. No, 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 no. Let's move on. <laughs> I saw your eyes. Let's move on. It's a magazine, Ryan. You should subscribe to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to put myself on a talking band for the next two minutes, right? So I think we you should do, yeah. That's why I saw your eyes. I was like, no, no. <laughs> Last year, last August, we played um, a Lily May Foundation football match against Sands Solihull. And for those who don't know, Sands United started up a football team to support bereaved dads, mainly, obviously. And it was originally started uh, down south and then branched out across uh, the country to obviously various different areas. And we ended up playing against Solihull Sands. One thing we sort of said after that game was that it's something we'd like to do quite regularly. But I think the main thing was is that we wanted to try and make it an annual sort of thing, but not just play against Sands. We wanted to approach other football teams from around the country. And we came across Angels United on uh, BBC News in Baby Loss Awareness Week in October 2021. Lo and behold, got in contact with Ollie and they truly obliged. So they are going to be travelling down to play us on Saturday the 14th of May, which was originally going to be held at St Andrews. Yeah. St Andrews, by the way, Birmingham City's ground for yeah. anyone not familiar with the area or uh, from the UK, yeah. When we then found out that Birmingham City were chopping up their pitch, it's now being moved across to Birmingham City's training ground, yeah. which is Wastels in Birmingham as well. <coughs> so, yeah, we'll be playing against Angels United, and um, it seemed quite fitting to obviously ask Ollie to come on as a guest. Ollie, are you, um, are you City or United, by the way? Because if you're up in, in Manchester, are you either of those? Because obviously there was a big game today. They played Liverpool, weren't they, in, in the Premier League potential decider? 
I am um, originally from down south, so I'm a Gillingham fan. Oh, right. Right. there you go. The only, only is close to City is in 99, but we don't talk about that. And <laughs> anyone that reminds me oh, from yes. the Angels oh, United yeah. group about that oh. soon gets ignored for a couple of hours. <laughs> so, you, right. So I shouldn't say things like Nicky Weaver. Paul Dickoff, he was worse. Yeah. What division are they in? I'm not, I don't mean that in a... Brilliant, that's only that's not. I don't mean that in a bad yeah. way. Dan's playing football, by the way, Ollie. So you can, you know, <laughs> you just, yeah, you can mark him if you want. Where does he play? Left back. In the changing I'll room, that is, by the way. I'll, I'll make sure we stick a fast winger on him. <laughs> or um, if our, our left back normally pulls out the rainbow flick, so I'll make sure he targets him for the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that sounds like I'm setting myself up for a fun <laughs> afternoon, isn't it? Let's <laughs> to that. Um, Ollie, tell us a little bit more about um, uh, about Angels United. And obviously, we're, you know, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for... Horrible reasons and, and the trauma that is uh, affected with the loss of your child. And that's what we've been discussing. So if you don't mind, just spending a, however long you want, just telling us about your story. Uh, and then from there, how Angels United came about. Yeah, of course. So um, we, me and my wife have lost through miscarriage. And then after that, our girls were born, our twin girls were born sleeping. So uh, 2019 was when our girls were born. So um after going through a miscarriage we were lucky enough to fall pregnant again we went for the first scan and um sat in the hospital waiting and you're already thinking that it's already going wrong and um we went in for the scan and uh the lady was really nice she said oh yeah yeah i can see everything's fine there's i can see two um and it was a bit like uh what two yeah and um my wife's words were not something that could be put out on a podcast. Um, and I still remember texting my mum and she was like, oh, is everything all right? And I was like, yeah, everything's fine. There's twi- it's twins. And I've still got the text. It was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And she made me phone her. Um, but with twin pregnancies, it's there's, with any pregnancy, there can be complications. And with twin pregnancies, you're doubling the complications. And uh, our girls had were diagnosed with something called uh, twin to twin transfusion syndrome early on in the pregnancy, um, which meant that what it, what it means is one of the twin twins is uh, getting too many, too much from the placenta and the other one's not getting enough. So left alone, you risk, you're risking both twins. Um, so we traveled down from Manchester to uh, Birmingham Women's Hospital um, to meet um, a, very, a specialist in the field in not just the UK, but in Europe, um, a guy called Professor Kilby, who we sat down in a room with him and he g- gives you the options of what you go through, um, gives you the option of the laser ablation surgery. And even then it's um, sort of, you go through the risks like you do with any surgery, like if even as an adult, oh, the risk of this surgery is X, Y, and Z. But this was literally like a toss of a coin and this is the best the best treatment they can do. And it was still a real like toss of a coin, heads yeah. or tails, whether it would be a, be a success. Um, left KT at the hospital, went and stayed in some <clears throat> Airbnb on the other side of Birmingham, went back the following morning and went down to... Um, the theatre with her, uh, 
being awake in Katie was awake because it was all done on like local and uh yeah sitting in a theater watch it listening to the noise that you'll never forget of the laser doing the what needed to be done on a placenta slate uh fuse some of the blood vessels so both twins are getting an equal supply um afterwards you go back to the recovery ward and half hour 45 minutes later the professor comes down and he scanned and everything was fine he found two heartbeats and you sort of I remember going outside and phoning my mum in tears and she'd go oh what's wrong what's wrong and it's like no it's good it's good it's good everything's fine um and you say everything's fine but yeah then it sort of went back inside and everything changed Katie's waters broke that day we were meant to be going back to Manchester. You're only meant to be in for one night. You want you go in for one night. You have the operatively surgery the following morning. You go home the following afternoon. Uh, Katie's waters broke, and we ended up staying in Birmingham Hospital for another night. Um, we had uh, Katie's mum was down with us. She sat. She slept in a chair in the room that was not really meant to be in there. I grabbed my rucksack, threw it on the floor in the corner and used it as a pillow and slept on the floor in the corner. Um, the following morning, we were scanned again and found out that we had lost the smaller twin, Poppy. So we came back to Manchester, got discharged, came back up here, went to see the specialist up here. He sort of said, oh, all the water, there's no water around them. There's no waters um, if you want to go next door and have a think and either consider termination or go keep going. And we had already been through it. We'd been through all that. We'd been through it. We, you couldn't, there was no, we weren't going to turn around and go, oh, yeah, let's just see it. That's the end. So Katie went back and we went home. Katie was off work. She literally got told not to do anything. And then on the 13th of October, she we got up about nine o'clock in the morning and she woke me up to say, I think I'm in labor. So, uh, my dad was up with his partner from down South and we drove to the hospital. Um, would have driven a lot quicker, but my dad didn't have a clue where he was going. And, uh, my little car was pulling away a lot quicker than he's, uh, uh, two litre golf he had at the time. And we got into the hospital and about 20 minutes later, the girls were both born. Um, they entered the world together. Um, and yeah, that was, we then spent around 30 hours with them in, um, a bereavement room just on labor wards. And then you, um, come home and start having to go through all that, everything that you never think you'd have to do in arranging a funeral and getting all the, getting everything like that done. Um, like I say, I'm I'm from down south. Katie's from Yorkshire. We live in Manchester, so we didn't have a clue where to go. Yeah, we phoned the local um, the funeral directors that's at the end of our street up, and we got told when we left by the bereavement midwife at North Manchester Dawn that a kid's funeral's free, and you, as long as you don't like the basic sort of things. Yeah, and this funeral director come round and um, never thought I'd kick a funeral director out of our house. But he said, oh, the cost of the funeral is going to be six fifty or something like that. And we went, no, we've been told. And he went, oh, no, we're one of the only ones in the area that charge. 
And he said, so as it was twins, there'll be two coffins. And it's like, no, no, no. They were born together. They literally haven't been separated from the day they were born and they've done all their life together. So we'll just want one coffin. And he went outside and come back in and um, he went, he came back in and he was like, oh, because it's only one coffin, or it'll only be 450. And it was like, are you trying to negotiate and barter with me on a funeral? Yeah. So I'm, why he was... That's, um, that's, I mean, the dog doesn't sound happy about hearing that story again either. Yeah. That's, that so that why, sounds why like he's in the wrong job, doesn't it? Like it, it, the, the, the compassion at that moment of time too, coming into your house. And I, I get it, business is business, but it's, you know, it's not a selling point to say, yeah, we're the only ones that charge. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why he was outside, yeah. I've got one of them... You know, every everyone has an art like an auntie who's not an auntie or an uncle who's not an uncle. They're just a family friend. <laughs> and yep. um, I phoned I phoned one of my mum's friends and I was like, "Help!" Because she she was a funeral director down south. Okay. And she went, "Ollie, just politely ask him to leave. Yeah. And I'll get you a number." So. Good. Asked him very politely to leave, and then you go round that and start planning a funeral. Something I said in the one of the interviews we did during Baby Loss Awareness Week, you go from planning a life to planning a funeral in a matter of days. You go from, we're going to do all of this. And that's what we did for them 30 hours when we sat in this room. We we sat there telling them what we were going to do. We would have gone gone to Mm. football. Unfortunately, girls, you would have been Gillingham fans because you're not being Leeds fans (laughs) like your your mum's side of the family. And um, yeah, we... We had the few. We had the funeral on a Friday. Um, left our house because there wasn't a hearse. As we were driving to the crematorium, which is five five minute drive. When you were saying a minute ago about when you go, you went for a run. My five k route goes past the crematorium, so I always know when I have to speed up. And someone was as because there wasn't a hearse, and we, we were driving slowly. Someone was bibbing their horn. And then my brother said it took everything for him to not get out of the car and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, we had the funeral. The following day, I had run away to football. Gillingham were playing at Accrington Stanley. So it was only half hour away. So Katie's mum and dad come over and I said, I'm going to go to football. This is when I realised how powerful football was. That mm. um, Gillingham won 1-0. And after the game, I tweeted something like, for the first time in a while, I cracked a smile and felt normal. I had every player at Gillingham reach out to me. I had oh, wow. the manager on the phone to me the following day, and um, two weeks later, we there was there was talk of, um, of we were playing we were playing a game at home. There was talk of uh, a minute's applause being done in the thirteenth minute. So we drove down on the Saturday morning from Manchester. Drove the two hundred and fifty miles. It was horrendous weather, but then everything that we did with the girls, it rained, so it was like apt. And we were st- stood there, sat there watching, and it got to the thirteenth minute, and the whole crowd started clapping. Oh, wow. And my dad said, I spoke to my dad after the game and he said, oh, what was the game like? And I went, oh, I can't tell you. And he said, why? And I said, well, I know we lost, but after the 13th minute, I haven't got a clue what was going on. <laughs> so what I've, feeling I've tried that was, that round before, but they, that was, they were, when we won leagues or got relegated, this was different. Mm. And um, the uh, captain at the time, Mark Byrne, got man of the match and he come up after the game and he apologised for not getting a result. And it's one of them things that, you shouldn't laugh, but you always do. He gave my wife a hug. It's something, and she turned around. He, we went in to get his man the match stuff, and she just turned around and went, "Oh, he stinks." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, he's just played ninety minutes of football in the teeming down rain. But it was just one of them things where you're like, yeah, he probably does. But um, 
they, they were so, it was so weird because he's like, oh, really sorry we let you down. We let this. And it was like, I can't even remember. Yeah. Well, we lost 2-0, but I can't even remember the games. So don't worry about it, and Mel. You can see what a, um, a moment that was for you and how important that was because we've discussed it before. And for anyone who, you know, who's, who's listening or watching this podcast, who's not into football, it's just, it's the power of sport. And in particular, I mean, it's we're all massive fans of our four different clubs in here. And it's amazing how much it can tie in with your life because it's something I think maybe, you know, it's a British guy thing too. But with football fans all over the world, it's it's there from such an, an early age, obviously on a completely different scale. My 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 love for my team, Leicester, was just built through the fact that that was my relationship with my with my dad. That was it. That was the only thing that we did because, he, you know, he was from an early day. That was the only thing that we the only time I ever seen him. So that's I, I watch it and it's sort of like hanging out with him. Someone asked me the other day why I'm a Gillingham's fan. It was one of the lads at work. He was like, why are you a Gillingham yeah. fan? Because like, and I went, because I had a choice as a kid. My dad was a Tottenham fan <laughs> and my mum was a Gillingham fan. And I said, it actually comes back round that I've probably, Jills have probably won more in the past 20 years and Spurs anyway. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I said, I think I made the right choice. I don't think it's far off. Yeah, <laughs> we, we wore it like... With angels, we've always said it doesn't. It, it, it's the power of sport. Yes, it doesn't. Like we're Angels United FC, but there's nothing saying that it has to be FC. Yeah, it could be. It could be rugby. It could be cricket. It could yeah. be anything. It's just using sport as the tool to break the silence. Well, it's it's true what you say. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Matt Whitehouse in here because Matt. Uh, I mean, we mentioned it recently. The different ways that Matt goes. We we spoke about. I think on the last episode or the episode before. Matt goes, he, he runs and that's his, his release and his, it helps you to, to feel better in that moment. But you also work at a football club anyway, don't you? Yeah, and I, we, the, one of the main questions that we, we were thinking was just what, 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 what makes you different, do you think, to, to Sands United? Because obviously they're, they're obviously quite a, uh, a big sort of organisation when it comes to this side of things. So do you, do you see a difference in your, in your organisation or is it just literally... It's the same message that you're trying to get out there, and the same kind of feeling that you're trying to get out that Sands are doing as well. But- we're still really new; like we're only nineteen, eighteen, nineteen months old, and we look at Sands and look at Sands as what they're doing. They're amazing, and we would never, if we got to half of what Sands are now, it'd be amazing. The, the main difference between ourselves and Sands is we have parents that have lost at all stages, so. We've got, uh, well, we've got a, a, a Lily May, a, a girl, a, one of the parents of a Lily May, and she passed away when she was three, um, of childhood cancer. And then you've got up to like our manager's son passed when of meningitis when he was in uh, when he was teenage years. So we've we've always said that any loss, any any a loss is a loss, yeah. and we've got yeah miscarriage up to late teenage years and it's angels united it's the club that you don't want to be a part of like yeah. we, we we had a coffee morning this morning as nice as it is going up and seeing the lads and having a chat with them you say i wish i'd never known you we were yeah. just talking about that before the podcast yeah matt and nathan we were having a conversation outside for, yeah it was exactly that that yeah, we are all in that club whether it's the football club you talk about but in general the club of having lost yeah, you're right. It's a club you don't want to be part of. Um, but then once you are part of it, I think there's a degree of being thankful for those people who are around you as part of that club. Do you know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, and and I think that's that's the the one caveat I'd say. Yeah, you'd never want to be in that club, but but once you are in that club, I think I was saying to Dan, it's important if you are in that club to to be part of the club and not try and deal with it on your own and be isolated and and actually tap into other people who have gone through what you've been through or at a different stage of, of having been through that and um and and use them as that support and be there for them as a support when they need you as well so I, yeah you're right i mean the bottom line is nobody wants to be part of it but i'm just so thankful on a personal note that i've got the people around me that i have and, and i'm sure you probably feel the same yeah, well, like we, so the girls were born October 2019, but the Christmas before was when we had the miscarriage and I did the standard bloke thing. Katie had a miscarriage a week before Christmas and I was back in work as, didn't take any time. I was back in work the first day of January, in at seven, everyone, or in at eight, everyone got in at nine. I had a little tear up in the office with my old boss and I just buried my head in the sands and I sand and I went and I worked in events at the time. And so I used to travel to Spain or Croatia or somewhere like that during Easter. And I could be out of the country for three, four, five weeks. How I, I got in a really bad place. I was in Croatia, like cry, going to sleep and crying. And like the last day of this event, everyone went out like you do. Mm. It's the last day. Let's go out, have a drink. I was like, I'm going back to my room and I was like shutting myself away. And that's why when we, when we lost the girls, I knew I had to do something different. Mm. And we started the conventional method of sitting down and going to counseling together then individually. And then we went to, before COVID hit, we had a couple of, we went to a coffee morning that the hospital run, but it was all a bit conventional. And that's what I say. Angels isn't the conventional. It's not, like our coffee morning today is not sit in a circle and talk about things. You can tell your story when you feel comfortable. You can talk. If if you need that support, you'll find someone to talk to. A lot a lot of people say that coming to, we meet up once a week to kick a football around at training. We play games every other week. And a lot of people see that as their support. And that's, yeah. they get so much out of that hour on a Tuesday and 90 minutes on a Sunday. Well, like you said, it's, it's a club, isn't it? It's a club and almost, you know, that unfortunate slogan, it's the, the club you don't want to be part of. We might actually have to steal that and come up with for our new series of the podcast. It's the podcast you don't want to listen to. Yeah. It's daft, but it's true, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. I want to bring Ryan in a second, but just before we do that, to just tell us about how, um, how long it took and what was the moment that made you go, right, this is Angels United. Sorry, Angels. Is it Angels FC, isn't it? This is, this is where we're going to go with it. And- yeah, so Angels, sort of, it started online through like a, a chat and then we, we we spent a lot of time in lockdown and we got a break in restrictions and we all, 13 of us, all managed to meet up and um, went, yeah, well, why don't we try this? And it sort of grew from there. It It started at 13, it's up to about 30 30 plus now um and it was right we'll play football yeah we'll do this and we'll try and see what we can do about it we didn't have a plan none of us had done it before none of us so i'd been part of a football team as a kid i'd run a football team at uni but not like a support football team it's completely different i guess isn't it do you have to be in a certain area can can they just travel up from wherever is there ways they can be part of the club but without playing for the club we, we do have a, a bereavement support page on Facebook, which is a closed group, which uh, some of our mums and dads run. You n- never know in the future, we might look at expanding, but at the moment, like I said, we're, we're 19 months old and what happened in October during Baby Loss Awareness Week was so 
we had so many messages and so much happened that we've got to sort of uh, get back to walking before we start running again. Um, we had, we knew, I knew every, I have all the social media accounts on my phone and we knew every time that it went out live, went out on BBC because your phones and your emails and everything could just start going again. Yeah. It was like, oh, it must, it must have just gone on BBC News again. And you'd wake up to emails from around the world. And there was a 75 year old man that emailed in. And this is one that always sticks with us. And it went in our group and we were talking about it. And he was um, saying how him and his wife, when they were, when he was a lot younger, they had suffered two miscarriages and he'd never told anyone. And he saw the thing that the guys did on the BBC and that got him to speak. And we even saw it in, in the group that we have, that parents of some of the lads that play, they were then going, right, well, we lost before we had you sort of thing. Yeah, that was a, it was a really crazy week, Baby Loss Awareness Week. It, it's the same week as my, my girl's birthday was in the middle of it. So it was a really mentally draining and taxing week for what we did we did what you guys we did the bbc on the monday then it went breakfast on bbc breakfast tuesday we had radio five live interviews we had itv we had the sun it was just it never stopped that week and but it it was so worthwhile for the people that reached out to us if people are around that want to support we've we've got our shirts on sale they're really unique we're we're pink and blue straight down the middle we wear our children's names on our backs not our own which is always um a big moment especially when someone gets their shirt for the first time or they score their first goal wearing their child's shirt they're always really special moments that live a long long time Thank you so much for coming on, Oli. I, I love just hearing you talk and the, and, and the way that you go about it. You can tell that you're managing some players in a football team. He's sort of got that authority about him too, hasn't he, a little bit as well? Oh, I, 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 when it comes to the football, I, I, I literally I play football. The managers, they're, they're, they're in charge of that sort of thing. I, I look after the social media pages and in, enjoy having a kick about. And whether it. you get five minutes or 90 minutes, it's, yeah. it's all fun and games. Yeah, well, we'll talk more before the end of this uh, podcast just about our upcoming game. Anyone who'd like to come down and and get involved in it, or watch it, or take part in in, in any way. And um, you've mentioned your social media. We'll put it if you're listening back to the the non live version of this. It's all in the description f- for you. But if you just want to drop your your social media accounts so people can have a little look for you right now if they if they wish to. Yeah, of course we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And luckily, it's um it's all the same. Um, don't know how we managed to do it, but it's all at Angels United FC. Angels United uh, FC. So yeah, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ryan. Yeah. How are you? I'm all right. Enjoyed. What? Well, it sounds like the wrong word. Enjoyed listening to Ollie's story and um, understand yeah. where he's coming from. A lot of the things he was saying. I, I remember going to watch Villa United three weeks after Lily was stillborn in the League Cup and um, at Wembley, and. Because I get to go to places like that, supporting clubs like that, you see. <laughs> Not United, by the way. But I tell you now, I couldn't have cared less where I was. Yeah. Because yeah. at that moment in time, I just... Well, I, I, is there a sense of, it's that familiarity though, you're in your... It's almost like a tribe, isn't it? You're with your people. You yeah. don't know them, but they're there. Yeah. And also, I think as well, I mean, I, I hold my hands up as well. I went through a phase 
after Lily with through sort of extreme anger where I would go to the football and if you were sat by me you were you were going to hear me for right. 90 minutes because it was my way of just getting it out yeah and um, I'm not proud of, but it's a release though. That was my release. There's the fine line, isn't there? Because it, exactly that is it. It's competitive sports, and whether you're playing or watching, there, there is that release. I've got to be honest. I, I surprised myself not that long ago. I went back in and played over 35s. I know I don't look it, but I played over 35s, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, on my football boots, I've got Lily's name stitched into in, into the boot. For no other reason, I mean, you see these people who have their own names on them and I sort of think, well, unless you're earning 50 grand a week, mate, you've got no right to do that. It's just so, so they know it's their boots, though. Yeah, some absolutely, of them are a bit yeah. Dull. I mean, some of them have to put L and R and they still get them on the wrong <laughs> way. But like, yeah, so I've got Lily's name on, on my boots. And I remember one a manager in one of the over 35 team said something to me about, oh, you muppy, you've got like, you've got something on your boots or something like that. And so I was like, set you off. We didn't. No, I took a big sort of step back and oh, sort right, of okay. thought, actually, this bloke needs to be educated a little bit. Yeah. So I explained why. Yeah. And actually, he was really apologetic. But that is... This during the game? Yeah, this was... Well, come off. I, yeah. I was blowing a little bit, so I came <laughs> off for a break. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see that a lot, Ollie, when we play you, that I tend to come off quite a lot. <laughs> I was just going to say, we played a game. One of the players kept calling one of our dad's granddad's. All right, granddad, you can do this. And one of them just had a quiet word and said, he's probably never going to be a granddad because he's part of our team. Do you know what we stand for? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that lad soon become like, oh, Public public enemy number one in the next tackle. Well, yeah, but he he soon learned as well that perhaps sometimes it's better to keep them sort of things... Quiet. In a weird way, it's that's the fact he was a bit of an idiot gave the opportunity to then be educated on it, and it was up to him and his own mentality whether he was going to accept it or not, which it sounds like in that that occasion it did. So sometimes it's, you know what I mean? It it comes together. And uh, we've all been in those football games where the person that you're up against on the pitch, you know, they're the last person you you ate him, you want to do him, don't you? And at the end of the game, it's like the end of a boxing match. You're all like, oh, well played, mate. Good on you. And we'll see you in the clubhouse. It's, yeah. it's strange that it's like a, a little mental switch, isn't it? And the first thing that we did um, when we lost Cali was organise a football match. And it was, my, again, because I felt like it was like a, it's my way of going to something that I know. And, Absolutely. And, and we lost her in the June and the first big fundraiser we did was in October. And it was a football match. We raised a nice amount of money, and and and, I, and it was more the, the the thing that really stood out to me was when I put a message out on Facebook for players who wanted to come and play. I was in and dated by people like lads who I played with in the past, and, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, get get me there." We have all in here been brought up around sport, clearly, because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it and yeah. we wouldn't be playing it. And I think the one thing, like a question I was actually going to ask Nathan, and I was going to ask you as well, um, Ollie was. I remember walking into that, this to Nathan, I remember walking into that changing room for our first game against Sands. And I, when we were in there, thought, bloody hell, this is quiet. It's really quiet in here. Your changing room is basically, right, this is, we're going to get ready for warm, we're going to go out. And yet this was completely different because it was deathly quiet. Yeah, it was penny drop, wasn't it? It really it was. was. It was. And I was wondering with you as well, Ollie, and I'll, I'll um, come yeah. to you in a second, is... How did you view that when you walked in there? Because at first I started to think to myself, oh my God, we, this is going to be hard work here. Yeah, it was It was a strange feeling to, for, for it to be that quiet in there. I think some of it was us not all knowing each other hugely that well. But by the end of the football game, you felt like you really did know each other much better as, as is usual for playing sport with, with other yeah. people. 
Um, but I think a big part of it as well was the the occasion. You're sitting there and you know why you're there and why you're about to play a game of football. And I think there was just a lot of people thinking mm. about why they were sat around the, the chain room. That's certainly what I started to do. I hadn't thought of that. that yeah, that angle. And, and that's that's. That, I think that's why I was. I remember you coming back in and saying it's quiet in here. Let's come. On, we, we, I know it's a, a charity game, so we want to win. That, 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 that. Yeah, and, I mean, and I thought, yeah, he's absolutely right. And, yeah. and you know, my mindset certainly wasn't on not winning because. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to, but I, I know that was a big part of it for me, and that's why I felt it was probably the way yeah. it was in the changing room. How did I mean, you feel at the end of the game? Got, yeah, well, relieved, because we, we had the penalty shootout, uh, 30 penalties each, and Ryan's still got to get the ball back from <laughs> one of the gardens. Mine's in orbit, um, mate. <laughs> not mine's I mean, emotionally, Phil. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I was really happy that we'd won, happy that... Do you know, it, it's daft, and I said, I spoke about this with, with Flick, I said, I did the stupidest thing, Flick, and she said, what do you mean? I said... I kept telling myself in my head how important it was that I played well today for, mm. for Carter. And then even stupider, when I went up to take the penalty, in my head all I kept saying to myself was, you've got to score this for Carter, mate. Right. And I thought, what would I have done if I'd missed it? It was the stupidest thing that I, I did, but I, I think uh, yeah. that's what I was doing. Putting pressure on so, you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, didn't, I, I don't know why I did that, and um, and I shouldn't have, but I did. And, and um, But I think just relief afterwards. Yeah. Relief that I had played well and, and relief that... Um, I'd managed to keep myself together through yeah. the game as well and not get emotional at any point because it was still quite early for me too mm. in, in the process. So. And putting that pressure on yourself is, that, again, something I hadn't thought of the, with the, I need to score this now because, like you said, you know, what yeah, if we hadn't... Which was tough just... because I've got, a, I've got a record of missing yeah. penalties anyway, so it, you know, it wasn't the most was this, thing to do. This was last year? Well, I mean, you could just, you know, VAR, someone encroached. <laughs> yeah. Goldie moved off his line. <laughs> I did like what you said about, um, you know, everyone was quieter now. All of a sudden, Ryan comes bounding through into the room. Go, right then. Lads, uh, I've got images. You know that scene in Braveheart when he's doing the uh, <laughs> the pep talk. There he is. He's got like paint on his face. He's there. Because <laughs> Matt, you work in football. So I thought, well, yes, you know, yeah, and you've yeah. managed teams as well. Yeah. Did you not want to do the team talk? You know, take it over from Ryan. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Because like, as I've been saying, I'm really looking forward to seeing football side of Matt. I really can't uh... wait. Especially after Ollie on a previous podcast. I think it was the uh, three episodes ago, and we were talking about the upcoming game with you. Matt was uh, reliving a memory against Sands, and I've got a little clip actually. It was one of the promo bits we put out, and it starts with the words from Matt going, "And I just wiped him out." <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was it was a combination of me being too slow and the fact that I'd God committed myself at that point. So I'm like, well. I can't, I need a charity so, game. And then I get up and I'm like, you're 38. <laughs> you stop playing football when you're 29. You're playing the charity match for a reason that's absolutely wonderful. And you just took this poor bloke out. And, and, and fair play, he was brilliant about it. And I apologised straight away. And I actually wanted to book myself. I was like, <laughs> ref, just give me it. Just, just, because it's the, it's the moral side as well. And it's like, what are you book doing? Myself. I looked across and, and at that point, Crystal actually took Etta away and just said I ain't watching this anymore like wandered off and like yeah but it's just but your old man was clapping my old man was looking yeah my <laughs> I but yeah, that. yeah but this is the bloke who who, who whose proudest moment of his career was slide tackling someone that hard on a wet pitch he took him under a parked car on the side of a pitch <laughs> he tells me that stuff because back, back in like the day when he played they used to yeah. park the cars right on the side of the pitch and he said yeah I just, I just I just slid and whipped him up and carried him under a car and then got back up and walked up. I was like, and my mum just says, and that's why I never watched him. 
Yeah. Never watched him. The reason why I'm, I'm getting uh, this story out from Matt again, Ollie, was hopefully then, uh, if you were considering targeting me, the oldest and shortest member of the team, <laughs> then you might want to um, switch to a uh, taller, stronger, younger Matt. Dan no, shit yeah. himself. Yeah, That's yeah. what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> you shit I can feel, I can feel a, a hammy coming on. <laughs> we, we've played some games where you've um, got there and it's been really quiet. Yeah. And you're like, lads, what's going on? We played a game the other week and we got a coach up there and the coach was like so quiet all the way to Morecambe. And it's like, this isn't right. We've known each other for a while now. Yeah. Um, but then you get other games where it just, just clicks the Sands game for, for me, it was, we, we had such a good game when we played Sands at baby last week, but you do come off the pitch and we, we lost that game for two. And you do for like, just, you're so annoyed you've lost, but at the same time you're thinking it doesn't really matter. Not, though, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Like at the same, like what this get, and a week later when you look back on it, and you go look what that game actually achieved. It didn't the mat, the result. No one remembers that. It's so true, isn't it? Not, it's not important, isn't it? But I guess it's again, it's I'm stereotyping to a degree, but it might be a guy thing. Certainly, is with me and my friends. It doesn't matter what it is, you you want to win, doesn't it? it? Doesn't matter how young you are. I remember being six years old, going, "Well, I can tie my shoelaces fast. Sorry, I can do my Velcro faster than my mate." That was it. And whatever it is, you just it doesn't matter, does it? But it's just that it's that competitive spirit. You know what's funny about that, Dan, is that with Leo and myself at home, everything is uh, with him. He'll say. Daddy, first one upstairs is the winner. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. where's he got that? He's only got that from yeah, one place. And that's true. me, innit? Because I've been doing that to him all the time. It's, it's first so one true. through this wins. And some of it's psychology, so he does the things that I want yeah, him yeah. to do. Like, yeah. first one in the bath's the winner. Yeah, yeah. First one to fall asleep tonight's the winner. Yeah. You know, those kind of things. First what? one out of the car gets allowed in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Alfie wanting a race against me because he's convinced he's quicker than me. Oh, wow. And the worst thing is, he's more... My competitive streak, I'm like, Alfie, I'll smoke you. <laughs> it's not happening. And well, he's 15, though, isn't he? He's 15. Because uh, in my mind, I'm still 18. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah, we have that, don't we? Anyone listening tonight for the first time, Alfie is uh, one of Ryan's boys who was actually on our most recent episode two weeks ago today with his other son, uh, Freddie. So they're aged 15 and 10. And we had a bit of fun at the end when actually the competitive spirit did come out in that episode. We had a little competition at the end of it. Maybe we should do. You should have a race every year. And then sort of like see what the time difference is getting closer, it's getting closer. Retire, getting closer. retire when it's getting really yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then when he's like 0.2 of a second behind you, go, oh, that's it. That's the last year of that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fain injury and it's a life, no, a career threatening injury. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what else though with that, Dan, as well? Is, so we've been playing some little like board games and stuff with Leo and, uh, yeah. and, and if he doesn't win, he loses his head. Yeah. And, and, I, say, and I say to him, Leo, mate, it doesn't matter whether you win or not. All right, it's about having fun. And then he leaves the room and I go to sleep. That's rubbish. That's, That's not right, true. true. We'll keep telling him that, but it's not true. And when so he's a bit true. older, I'll tell him that it's not true. It's a minefield, isn't it, with that? It's like, it's you... like when people say it's a taking part that counts. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's all and about it's, the winning. And it's strange, isn't it? How do you, how do you explain that as well? Because it is and it isn't. But at the same time, yeah, that, you want to enjoy it. But at the same time, it's, it's good. You need, yeah. But, but that's the thing. And I think, it, it, especially football, it's... It, I don't know if you've ever seen whether you've seen the film Fever Pitch, um, but Fever the Nick Hornby book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the film version of that is just absolutely wonderful, and he, there's a, there's a point in it where so basically it's um it's the you know it's the, the guy who uh, gets with a girl who has nothing to do with foot knows nothing about football, and they lose. It's the lead up to Arsenal winning the league at Liverpool. It's the story oh, yeah. in '89, and there's a game where they lose one nil, and they they, sh- they should have won. They needed to win. He's just lost out on a job interview. She comes round, because I work at the same school. She's talking about the job interview. He's talking about the fact they've just lost a the derby 1-0. And then 
she's like, what have we been talking about? And he says, well, I know what I've been talking about. What have you been talking about? And she says, it's just a game. And he goes, please don't say yeah, that. It's the, worst. Like, it's the worst thing you can say to a football player. Yeah. He said, it's quite clearly not just Te- a game. Technically, yeah. they're correct. Yeah, but, but it's it, not, is it? It's, uh, it's, it's as we've discussed and, you know, joking aside, it is that, I guess, the tribal mentality. But it's Stoke match yesterday. Yeah. That. You know, it's like the, yeah. one of the most consistent relationships you have, depending on your family situation. Like, and obviously, yep. talking about the reason why we're here tonight, you know, with, um, with with your loss and, and and things like Angels um, United FC forming and and, yeah. and the game with Sands and Brilliant. again it's just yeah. another resource something which Ollie said earlier you'd, some of those things just might not work for you that old school traditional formulaic sit around in a circle right you talk for ten right now it's your turn now it's, I always mention Ian Lawton a guest in our second series and he said it wasn't for him and then he found one which was just for guys only and it completely changed his whole perspective on the way he looked at everything so if this is the first time that you've listened tonight I think. One thing that we know is it, we, we are here. It's, it's a club, isn't it? You know, it's the podcast you don't want to listen to that we're now going to say. But it's at the same time, whether you want to take part in it or just listen or just use it as a resource to maybe their their thing is not what works for somebody. It's not going to work for you. But it's just that those other people in the room knowing that that comfort. Well, comfort is not really the word to use, I guess, in this situation. No, but, it's, 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 a, it's a comfort in a way that you can't describe to someone else, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's okay. that. It's that comfort of knowing um, that you've that you've got that little bit of a safety net um, when you need it, yeah. and that, that's how I'd, I'd describe it, really. It's flown by, actually. There's we have we have to end now, unfortunately. But I think Ollie, after we have the game, obviously depending on. You know how well we all get on. <laughs> if you want to come we'll back have on, to have you back up. We'll have to have you up in Manchester for a rematch. Yeah, maybe we could do the podcast from from there before yeah, the game do, yeah. or after the game, yeah, and get uh, and get you on. It would be great to to meet you in person and and get you in a studio with us at some point. We could all go and have a beer and and uh, in fact, I think we need to start doing that during the podcast, not lots. Having a beer, yeah, but you know, mm. just bring you know, see how we get on with that. Bringing some beer, yeah. Really looking forward to having the guys come down, and um, I think we. 100% take you up on the, yeah, the offer of coming up to, up your way and doing a doing a game up by you guys as well. If, so If we're doing, t- does away goals count yeah. then in that sense? Obviously that affects our strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Final question for you, Ollie, before we let you go, because uh, it just dawned yeah. on me actually, this is something we used to ask our guests in, uh, in Series 1 and I think it's very appropriate now. And we'll go around the room again just to remind everyone. If you had to compare yourself to any famous footballer <laughs> to sum up your style of play, who would you be? Go for it, big yourself right, up, it's all good. Famous. It's, he's not famous, but Andy Essentiler. Andy, Andy Essentiler. Because he's a Gillingham. He yeah. Remember him? He's a legend, wasn't he? Yeah. Andy Hessland tyler he's, he's a legend. He's, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a machine. He went on, didn't he? Ryan, who are you? I, I ain't got a clue. C- can you remember who you said? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was saying now, oh, I don't know, I'd probably say... I'm one of them players now, I don't, I don't like doing a lot of running, so I just try and stand still. So maybe a Jan Mulby type player. <laughs> Jan Mulby. Wasn't, well, left foot wand as well. Wasn't, yeah. uh, Matt, you, I'm sure you were Robbie Savage. Robbie Savage. Robbie yeah. Savage, yeah. Sav. Um, <laughs> what about you, Nathan? Did we ask you this yet? No, I wasn't on I remember listening to that one, but uh, I wasn't on that one. We'll go for a current one, shall we? We'll go for we'll go for Joe Worrell at Forest. I don't know if you know we're doing particularly well at the moment. I noticed these pl- these players have come down in stature significantly since we did the first one. They're all well beaten now. Because <laughs> now actually we've got a game where we've got to live up to it. I'll stick to my original answer from Series One, which is Ian Holloway, because I'm short and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he chat shit sometimes as well. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm bold. So on that note, listen, um, I, I, I've really enjoyed it. I can tell it's it's been an easy, obviously with the content of it, it's not always easy to talk about, but just the ease of the discussion because I've got all my notes today. I haven't done any of them. So we'll, we'll use these when we come back on next time. Um, Ollie, thank you very much. We'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your evening and uh, we'll see you in a few yeah. weeks, sir. Yeah, see you in a few weeks. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. We'll see you soon. Cheers, Ollie. Fantastic. Cheers, Ollie. See you later, Ollie. And uh, for yeah, everyone else, sir. we'll be back. Uh, in fact, when are, when are we back? Because it's going to be our last episode in Series 5. The would normally be two weeks from today, which, uh, if you're listening live, is the 24th, but I'm actually away that day. So. Oh, where are you going? It's my daughter's birthday. We're in Spain. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah, Very it's, nice. it's the end of the East holidays, isn't it? Very nice. Very nice. We're going to, it's the day after the, the wolf run, isn't it? Yeah. It is, and yes. And the Fury fight, so it I'm missing is. that. Oh, God, oh, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You're missing the Wolf run, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So I can, I'm actually, it's a secret training camp to mentally prepare myself for the football. <laughs> warm weather training. Warm yeah, weather training, yeah. A bit of warm weather training. Right, ignore these jokers, Ali. I'm taking it seriously, mate. <laughs> no, next one will be, uh, so we'll have a, a few weeks break now because okay. of obviously the Easter holidays and people being away and so forth. So we'll be back at the beginning of May. All right, I'm going to keep our, keep on our socials. We'll let you know about that still, parents podcast on Instagram Ryan thank you sir thank you Matt as always thank you very much how was your half marathon by the way yeah one hour 40 so good on you please. feeling alright yeah I was alright yeah I was um, I felt not too bad till a mile I was doing alright till mile 9 they decided to put a massive hill in it so thank, <laughs> thanks London <laughs> cheers really London that. brilliant thank you and, um, and Nathan Ellis thank you very much for coming back on with us once again pleasure Dan excellent we are done we're going to get out of this studio because it's just hit 50 degrees take care everybody we will speak to you and see you next time see you guys bye bye Thank you.